the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. I just saw something interesting on my uh, Facebook feed. One of my friends put down the lottery can sell 300 million tickets in four days and quote within hours the lottery commission knows how many winning tickets are sold down to the time and location the ticket was purchased meanwhile in Arizona 50 million votes are cast and they're still counting but isn't that true the lottery commission 300 million tickets and within hours they know exactly who won what amounts where the ticket was sold and i am sure that there has been a mistake or two i don't ever remember the lottery commission making an error on who won what Our election system needs serious help. Uh, I like this headline. However, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Here's a headline. Israel approves final blueprint for new U.S. embassy in Jerusalem. The District Planning and Building Committee approved the final blueprint for the construction of the new U.S. Embassy compound in Jerusalem. The embassy building will be 10 stories high. It will be built on 50 dunams, which is 12.3553 acres of land. And uh, I'm looking at some of the blueprints here. It's going to be quite a complex. The uh, construction plan includes office buildings, parking spaces, residential buildings for employees, and, of course, necessary security measures. Anybody want to guess how long now that the uh, blueprints have been approved? They're estimating 10 years it will take to build the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. Now, that's exciting news. But here is what would not surprise me at all. If President Joe Biden said, nah, we're, no, uh, we need more time. Uh, we, we, um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Biden administration puts a hold on the actual building of the new embassy. Now, the embassy is in Jerusalem today. But it's an older building. It was a building that was already there. 
It really doesn't meet the needs of the U.S. Embassy in Israel. Uh, so we, we, we do need a new embassy building. Because, as you know, for many years it was in Tel Aviv rather than in Jerusalem where it was supposed to be. So uh, I hope that doesn't happen, but it would not surprise me in the least if the Biden administration somehow torpedoes the plan of a new building. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. I certainly, certainly hope not. And then there's this story. I found this fascinating. Uh, Florida High School, Winegrass Ranch High School in Pasco County. I have I have no idea where Pasco County, Florida is. I'm sure that many of you do. But anyway, wine, wire, not winegrass, pardon me, wiregrass, wiregrass ranch high school in Pasco County. Uh, an instructional assistant, in other words, an assistant teacher, not a full-fledged teacher, but an instructional assistant has filed a formal complaint with the principal, the leadership of the school, and the school board. Why? Because they have assigned parking spaces in the parking lot, and the parking space next to this individual's car has on the ground painted Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's painted on the ground in the parking place. Well, the instructional assistant is a Jew. And she says, quote, I feel like it's attacking me as a Jew. Every single day, I feel like it is attacking me. Quote, it brings me to the verge of tears. Now, now remember, this is painted on the ground in the parking place next to this instructional assistant. And the person uh, is a teacher. And I would imagine that most of the time this instructional assistant is there, the other person's car is covering up the verse. But anyway, she says, quote, It brings me to the verge of tears because it brings me back to the six million that perish. Six million perish because of our faith, because we're Jews. Really? Now, number one, you know my deep love for the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. I have a deep, deep abiding love for the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. They are God's chosen people. But the six million Jews were not put to death because of their faith. They were put to death because of their race. Adolf Hitler believed that they were inferior, not because of what they believed, but because of who they were. Now, did their faith enter into it? Uh, Possibly. But she has filed an official complaint, and she said, you put it on state-funded property, and I am not okay with it. A simple Bible verse. 
She says that the verse is attacking her. It brings her to tears every time she sees it because of the Holocaust. Well, uh, she took it to the school board, to the principal, and the public information officer for the school district, uh, Stephen Haggerty, said, quote, it's not a violation. This is a personal expression. The information director said, quote, there is no proselytizing going on. The parking spot is not compelling students to do anything one way or the other. Uh, Teachers and students are free to express themselves. It is a matter of constitutionally protected freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Isn't it interesting how some people are offended by Scripture? Now, again, I have enormous love and respect for Jewish people, but my goodness, as much as I despise anti-Semitism, I would think that this Jew who understands what it's like to be persecuted because of your faith would have a deep respect for a Christian's right to express their religious beliefs. It's not a one-way street, folks. It really isn't. So for now, anyway, uh, the article doesn't tell me whether the uh, instructional assistant has dropped the case or whether she's going to go to court. We'll keep an eye on that and see. But for now, the uh, principal, the Board of Education, has said, no, it's freedom of expression. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. All right, we're going to take the final break of the hour. My number is 877-BOB-LIVE. And we'll be back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Now we're going to wrap things up here pretty quick. Uh, I love to pass on encouraging stories. Uh, this one is not encouraging, but we need to be aware of it. Headline from the Christian Post. Church attendance still short of pre-pandemic levels, although most have reopened. Bottom line, almost all of the churches that shut down during COVID are open again. And I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine any church that would still be shut down. Why? Why would you still be shut down? Uh, There is no 
good reason whatsoever. But almost all churches have opened up again, but church attendance is not yet back to pre-pandemic levels. Now, uh, I want to be very careful and cautious here, but I think that at least part of the blame, maybe responsibility would be a better word than blame, part of the responsibility falls on some of these churches themselves. And here's what I mean by that. Many churches, I can't say most because I don't know, but many churches stayed shut down much, much longer than they should have and that they needed to. And here's why. People loved staying at home in their fuzzy bunny slippers watching church in their PJs. They kind of liked that. They didn't have to get dressed. They didn't have to brush their teeth. They didn't have to comb their hair, brush their hair. They didn't have to get dressed. (laughs) Pardon me. I just rolled out of bed and booted up the computer, and there was church. Why would we why would we want to go through all of that trouble to go down to the church and have to put up with all those people? Well, because that's what God intended. But a lot of churches encourage this. Now, I've I said this over and over again. When it was wise for churches to shut down. And it was for a short time because we didn't know We were dealing with the unknown, and we were told that, you know, you could transmit it back and forth, and there was just so much unknown, and we erred on the side of caution, and we shut down and went to the uh, online services. Okay. But then when we learned that we didn't need to shut down and we could be together— Many churches continued because that's what the people wanted. And not only that, it was easier for the preacher. Uh, They didn't have to heat or air condition the building. They didn't have to have ushers there. They didn't have, uh, have to have parking lot attendants. They didn't need nursery workers. They didn't need Sunday school teachers. Uh, They didn't have to put together the music program. It was so much easier. And so many churches continued far longer than they needed to because it was easier. Add to that, a lot of liberal churches don't see the importance of getting together and really fellowshipping one with another either. It's, you know, just kind of a... Feel Good Social Club, and you can do that online. But anyway, um, according to LifeWay Research, attendance has come up, but we're, um, 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 quote, well, churches are resuming the majority of their in-person services. On average, pastors say attendance is 85% of their Sunday attendance levels in January of 2020. 
um, 85%. The article goes on, though, and this is really fascinating. Several churches, in fact, many churches, actually have more people in church than before the pandemic. And by the way, all of them, without exception, Bible-believing evangelical churches. Who has been hurt worse by the pandemic? Hmm, Guess what? Liberal denominational churches. Liberal denominational churches. And then finally, this piece of information um, from LifeWay Research. As of August of 2022, most American Protestant churches, 68%, have congregations numbering less than 100. 30% have fewer than 50. Let that sink in. When you look at American Protestant churches across the board, 68% have less than 100 and one-third have less than 50. What percentage has 250 or more every week? 8%. When you look at America, a church of 250 people or more, only 8%. Uh, 25% have congregations, and this is Sunday attendance, between 100 and 249. Isn't it interesting that the big churches, the mega churches, get most of the attention, and yet they make up only 8% of churches? And that's, by the way, not a mega church, 250 people or more. 8%. Uh, bears out what I've thought for a long time. Praise God for the big churches that are really being true to the Word of God. Praise God for them. But most of the work of God occurs in small churches. Have a great evening, folks. But please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.